All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. We don't know what number, just like <laughs> search it. We just did like a really sweet intro and the memory card wasn't working on the camera. <laughs> intro FTC fit style. So this intro has actually probably come together better. So yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Um, I think it's episode 24, season yeah. two, episode four, something like that. Um, so yeah, we're, we're coming out. We've just dropped our Damon review on Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. The Dean and Lizzie one's about to come out, come yeah, out this Friday. Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So maybe have a chat about that at a later date. Um, so we can listen to it back and remember what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's true that. Um, so as per usual, what have we done this week? Um, so for Jace, we, we just had this discussion, but we can have it again. We can have it again. I'll <laughs> summarize it a bit better. <laughs> How did you go with your, uh, so more frequent check-ins with your coach? Yeah. Had one this week. Um, I've heard about it most days since. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, it's fair to say it didn't go so as well as hoped. So, well, it was more uh, that I was surprised, I guess. Yeah, so, okay. Um, got back from Hawaii and I, I lost a little bit of motivation before I went away, as everyone kind of knew, and I had a bit of a hip injury. Yep. So I, I've really pushed the needle in the last month and the strength's gone up exponentially. Yep. And I've been uh, being very diligent with my diet, I think. Um, and you know, training performance going up and the weight's being pretty stable. So I'm like, oh, you know, things going well, really things well. Good. Uh, yep. So yeah, went and checked in with my coach who is doing more frequent check-ins now for people that are kind of closer by, which is cool. I was all, all down for that. So I went in and um, I thought my skin folds would be at a certain level, a yep. certain amount, total amount, because we got off total amount. And they were a lot higher than I expected. <laughs> uh, so look. To say I'm not salty, I would be lying. <laughs> uh, so I went back and I was like, did he fuck that up? Like, I swear he fucked that up. How many times have I said yeah. that to you? But yeah. uh, he's obviously very good at his job yeah. and I'm sure that he's done, you know, thousands <laughs> of skin rolls. So I don't think that he's made a mistake. Unless just you have that. a massive drop in a fortnight. Yeah. Then. So uh, like we were saying before, now it's just about focusing what I can focus on, which yeah. is... Uh, training, um, you know, my nutrition and my recovery. So the one thing that we're going to work on is the recovery factor. I'm getting, I've just ordered a Morpheus band, uh, which is going to be tracking my recovery uh, using HRV, so heart rate variability. Uh, So I haven't got it yet because it's coming from the States, but I think that might be the missing link. Uh, We spoke about it, uh, you know, a couple weeks before I've had to drop. Uh, training session, yep. workload's gone crazy. Uh, yep. Levels of commitment to other things have obviously taken precedence. I still like to train and stuff, but yep. now it's like, yeah, that whole stress load thing, which uh, we, we'll take a dive into in a podcast in its, in its own, yep. um, is yep. definitely something that I'm going to have to manage because like my coach Ben uh, says, that there's a lot of people dealing with chronic stress that don't even realize it. And yep. that's one of the reasons why we're starting to track recovery um, you know, so through HRV uh, yeah. is to, yeah, because there's just too many people out now are just dealing with stress that they don't, you know, realize is there. And for someone like myself who's really trying to push the needle performance wise and, you know, uh, trying to build muscle and yeah. um, have, be as lean as possible. Even so, outside the gym, too. Like, oh, totally. like, the week leading up to that pinch test, we had three podcasts, wrote a module for Level Up, which yeah. is a monster, yeah. um, and nutritional programming. So, like, we, I guess, from a, a business side, as have quite a bit going on as well yeah 100 so, percent. so yeah. it's like just having an understanding of all of that stuff and um being able to manage the variables i guess so yeah yeah so but you know new program this week so set my <laughs> benchmarks this week and um you know just uh build up and have a positive month just with what i what i'm in control of so yeah there's no point getting, yeah, getting too salty about it even though i still am 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything uh, sexy in the new program? Uh, well, I get to do block pulls, so it's just like you know, move fa- fake way. strength, fake yeah. strength. Yeah. Um, so I can move uh, probably an extra 30, 40 kilos um, for another for you know two or three reps. It's so interesting, isn't it? So sorry to interrupt, but no. I had block pulls in my last program. I'm actually stronger off the floor. I can't yeah, okay. why. Yeah, well, feel it feels like, nicer yeah. to push off the ground, I must admit. I feel yeah. like from a leverage standpoint, like yeah. I like winding into the bar and yeah. like, you know, sitting back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I, once I got over the fact that it was just like a modified Romanian deadlift, yeah. Um, yeah. I just went crazy. Yeah, just, I, yeah. Just did it. Yeah, and then um, yeah, it's good for the ego, you know, you yeah. got all the weights piled up. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's a decent amount of weight, you yeah. know. Um, Straight around the gym. The downside like, to that was, uh, that uh, I had to put all the weights away, so Oof. packing the weights up. The worst part of the day. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, but yeah, nothing else. Everything else is still like, you know, rows and yeah. just different planes of motion. I get to flat dumbbell bench press this time, which uh, I was like starting to get a little bit salty about that too. I'm like, I always do incline press. Like, when am I going to get to the flat <laughs> press? So now I've got flat dumbbell presses in there, so I'm really excited. It's a real. So um, 50s are in danger? Real uh, 55, 60s. I got the Wish. 60s earlier in the year, so that's the goal again. Yeah. Um, so that's a good one for the old peacock chest around the gym yeah. as well. So uh, the bro and me would certainly yeah. come out. And that... for, the, for those that train in like hardcore gyms, that's that's all you can lift in a health club. <laughs> yeah, sorry. If you get the 60s and you press them, you've clocked the health club. <laughs> it's time so, to go train yeah, somewhere my, else. The manager said, uh, if I can do three sets of 10, uh, he'll buy new ones. And it's never going to happen. As in, he's never going to buy them. Yeah. So I'm not going to do them. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much uh, where I'm at. Sweet. So, awesome. How about yourself? How's your prep going? Yeah, so it's not much to report at the moment, really. So last time I think we spoke, I just started the hybrid program. Yeah. Um, walked into some PBs. Got com- more comfortable again under the load this week. Um, more PBs. Bench didn't go up in weight, but went up in volume, um, which I was happy about. Managed to pull 190 kilos for five on my deadlift, which I was pretty pumped about. Yeah. Nice. So I think um, pre-lift off last year, I pulled 200 off the floor twice, um, nice. walking in. So pulling 190 for five at this point, I'm, I'm pretty confident. Isn't it, um, do you always think about the fact that there's always like that little bit more in the day as well? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, you know, you're just like, we are talking yeah. about Razzle last week, but like, you, you, you're you already lifting more and yeah. then on the day yeah. it's always like you can draw off like energy from the people in the room as well yeah and like I, really I think because I'm a, a, I guess air quotes for the guys listening is like I'm a solo lifter um, I tend to find deadlift goes up from the crowd yeah. bench press and squat goes up because fuck it do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that, it's that someone yeah. will catch it factor yeah. where I don't yeah. really have that in the gym so much um, yeah. Like you can put safeties in and stuff, but it's still if yeah, something yeah. goes messy. It's still I uh, I use the I call them the holy shit bars. Yeah, and um, because <laughs> you're like, why don't you just use uh, the bars? And I was like, all right, so I tried it. Yeah, and I hit one with 170 on there. Yeah, you don't want and that. And then yeah, so I just like yeah I was like yeah. I'd rather just like tip the bar backwards and just walk forward yeah um but yeah, yeah I know what you mean like so it's, that it's one limited like the positive side is I train whenever I want by myself um yeah. when it comes to the day like I'm not going to know the spotters and that kind of stuff so it's, it's kind of like go out and do my thing yeah which I think is good um but like I know the lift off just gone I think I squatted 150 for a double um which is my opener and then I ended up squatting 170. Um, yeah. just having three guys around you is like I just yeah. felt so safe so maybe I train like a pussy when I'm in the gym 
maybe I need to kind of redline that a little bit more, but it's all feeling pretty good. So yeah, man. Yeah, I'm now again moving that 145 for five this time around. Yeah, so awesome. almost to the same numbers. Um, and also just like we had that huge discussion last week about like tracking volume and all that kind of stuff. After that first week, uh, when I checked in with yourself, it was like sleeps after those heavy days is a bit yeah. like waking up kind of 3 a.m. not getting back to sleep that kind of stuff. That seems to have sorted itself out. Um, just I don't know if it was just a week adapting to the program or it was we were busy in terms of work as well. There was more stress load. I don't know, but it's come good, so I'm not questioning it. Yeah, it's gone down. It's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. it. So yeah, all systems go at the moment. Feeling pretty good. You've given me more carbs, so I'm happy. Yeah, um, pushing the limit. I'm, of that, I'm still managing, still managing to be hungry on 500 grams of carbs, but that's okay. We will survive. So, question, uh, just based off of you talking about training, do you do you prefer to train with someone or by yourself? No, by myself, always. Yeah. yeah. So I I do too, and I, it's no. like a secret. Like I don't, I try not to like let everyone know. Yeah. Because uh, it's like you know you get people they're like oh you know we should train together and yeah. I have a couple of people and they probably know I was who just they. About to say they that. probably know who they are. They're yeah. always like oh you know we should train here and that and I'm always yeah. like oh no it's all good man you know yeah yeah, yeah. It's just because. One, of, I think being a trainer as well, yeah. it's like you spend the week, um, you know, getting the most out of everyone else, which is exactly what you're there for. Yeah. Um, but it's like when you're working it's out, time. it's your time. Yeah. There's two hours where yeah. you just do exactly what you want. You don't have to think about anyone else. You've got your plan. Yeah. Um, I love having someone else have that plan for me too. Yeah. I tend to find. Yeah. Um, and it's just yeah, headphones in, just you know. Yeah. I don't um, mind tense focus. I don't mind like being so like quite often with my trainers. I'll be like. Go on water gardens, 8 p.m., 8 a.m., be there. Three or four of us, five of us rock up. When it comes time to do my set, headphones come on, do my work. Yeah. But I don't necessarily like that I go, you go working type stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'm the same. When mates message, they're like, oh, you should come and do... Yeah, my um, workout or yeah, workouts. Yeah, yeah. So the, the next episode you guys will hear will be um, Alyssa Jewell, who we've had on earlier in a podcast, runs a, a death metal and deadlifts. Yeah, and like in my head, I'm like, that sounds so sick. I'd love to go do that, yeah. but I don't want to train with other people. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, I'm gonna do squats that day. Yeah, and so it's like, yeah, you're gonna do my workout, it's, and it's like, you right. can't do my workout. So it's like, with this particular person who always asked me to train, I'm like, well, you got your own workout. So yeah. are you gonna do mine? Because I'm not gonna let you. That's right. And then it's like, you can't do my workout. Yeah. So the only time uh, I've found at work is like when either my training isn't that important at the time that I can jump in with someone else's day, which is very rarely. Yeah, or you um, just don't care. Yeah, yeah for that day. Um, or vice versa, like they're yeah. just, they're about, the, the two times it's happened, um, I was about to go on holidays or they're about to go yeah. on holidays, train with you. Yeah, I think we did, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, yeah. it didn't, I'll just, I'll just do what you're doing, bro. And like, yeah, but that's the other thing as well. It was just like, I'm just going to do whatever. I'll just do the same weight as you or yeah. like whatever. Yeah, so it's, it's like, like you yeah. load it up and I'll just do less reps, like whatever. <laughs> we'll survive. Yeah. Um, okay. Maybe not now because I'm catching you. Yeah. He thinks he is. <laughs> um, that's why he's doing block pulls. My deadlifts were getting too close. How <laughs> <laughs> much did you squat again? Shh. All right. Uh, all right. Anyway, so, <laughs> like a, moving along. So we just had a domestic. We're coming back now. <laughs> um, all right. So the topic we did actually want to talk about today. Go for it, Tim. Excuse the door. We're just making sure no one comes in and talks to us. If you yeah. hear some noises in the background, the music just got louder. Good life, hard style tunes. <laughs> all right. So the topic we wanted to talk about today is we're going to take try and mold this in two different views because we do have a lot of PTs or aspiring PTs yep. listen to the podcast 
And then obviously a lot of people that either have coaches, work with coaches, um, or maybe train by themselves because they don't know how to find a good coach. So sure. we'll try and balance the discussion. We just want to talk about what makes a good personal trainer. So um, I think we kind of touched on it with the Dean and Lizzie podcast a little bit, but... Yeah, we've talked about this in a... Uh, in our own one, podcast, one, yeah, yeah. One I think one well. of... One no, it wasn't Michael's a podcast blogs. we're making... Um, Oh, actually, maybe it was. One of Michael's blogs was yeah. like, why to sack your PT? It's like yeah, a bit, okay. bit of clickbait. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't read that, go read that. There's some, some good stuff in there, actually. Yeah. Um, so we've already mentioned that obviously we teach the Cert 3-4 through ARPT. Yeah. Um, so we do that eight-week eight kind of face-to-face part of that. Um, the main message we kind of give out during that is like, when once you've finished your Cert 4, that's like your job site pass. Yeah. You don't actually know anything yet. Yeah. Um, go and then start learning from there. You've got this nice foundation to start from, but yeah. go and actually learn from others um, yep. about how to be great. So those people that are in that situation at the moment, where or what should they be focused on learning? Or is there anything in the start. course? So, so I think when we look at now how the course has evolved over time and we've you know, we get the first-hand experience that because we get to teach it. There's a shift now to where, you know, everyone wants, well, there's people out there that want to be certified, but then the way they get certified, they want to be certified a specific way. So they don't want it to take too long. Yeah, They want to be done as soon as possible and they want to be in the industry as fast as they can. So once you start to do that, you're going to be missing out on, you know, serious facets of movement, training, all that kind of stuff that you're not going to be able to do because you want to get it done so quickly. Yeah. Um, now, I'm not saying that the courses out there aren't good enough. Yeah. It's just that they're really just covering fundamental elements to training, and that is it. Yeah, and I think the people that like call out um, PT courses and that kind of stuff, and to be honest, I have in the past the old comment of like, you can get a PT cert in a yeah. cereal box. One, that it's kind of changed with the government funding going away. Um, yep. used to be able to get a PT cert for like 800 bucks. Yeah. Now we're looking a lot more expensive than that. So the investment's a little bit greater, but you've got to look at it from the, like you said, from the model of the provider and the people yeah. who want to come and do the course. Yeah, yeah totally. So are you going to get someone to sign up for 10, 15, 20K to do a full year intensive to then go on to be a personal trainer? And is that a sustainable business model for yeah. the providers? Or do we need yeah. some kind of online face-to-face well, it's the way of the world now. It's like, think about transitions from careers as well. It's like, you know, a lot of people are going to need to work and then study at the same yeah. time. So they can't study full time. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I studied at a very young age. So I went straight from high school into university. Yeah. So it was just like, you know, going back to the education yeah. life where Staying it's like, yeah, yeah, and I just worked part time and just, you know, worked yeah. to survive. So it's not saying that like that was a better way of doing it um obviously i think the the time that i got to spend on everything is one of the reasons why i'm here today yeah um because you just develop skills and critical thinking and all that kind of stuff along with uh all the uh technical issues but i think in sorry in in saying that just so you guys get a picture um because a lot of people might interpret that as well i have to go to uni to be good no i did my personal training certificate in three weeks online and I'm still here nine years later. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I'm not, I don't mean to like sound like I'm bragging about that. It's like, yeah. but once you get that cert, it's what you do with it. Yes. Um, that goes from there. And that's, and that's working with yeah, someone yeah. who was better than me, um, who could teach me stuff and then do yeah. my own, own kind of research. So I think the, the one thing that 
when you're coming out of the PT uh, cert, yeah. the one thing that you don't have at all is like structure or direction yeah. or you don't actually like, there's a lot of people I've taught and they're like, oh, so what do we do after this? Yeah. Like, where do we go? Yeah. Like, who do we, what do we do? Basically, yeah. I said, I had one person say, I don't know what to do yeah, jump, after that. Jump off the boat in with the sharks. Good so <laughs> that is a big pitfall. Yeah. Um, and it's really hard to then, you know, not kind of plug our mentorship program yeah. um, from there because it's like, well... Plug it, just plug it. Yeah. Well, it's like, well, you know, you need to find a mentor. You need to find someone that's yeah. walked the path that you are about to walk. Yeah. Um, other things from there are like shadowing. Yeah. I always say to people like, you know, putting reading textbooks and watching, you know, online content stuff is yeah. really valuable, but you know, frontline experience, like shadowing a good personal trainer yeah. is 100% um, a necessity, even after their like specified hours, which, yeah. you know, some of them are like just the practical content in the gym and stuff. It's yeah. like, you actually need to see a personal trainer working to with work. clients yeah. um, to see, yeah. you know, how they do things. Yeah. Uh, and then I also think that like a deeper understanding of movement yeah. and training, yeah. like, actually understanding exercises yeah. and understanding proper movement. Like there's a lot of people coming in, like I see it in the course and stuff, and it's just that, you know, they don't know. Um, yeah. And it's like their idea of what an exercise is, yeah, isn't actually what it is. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's really hard to cover in, you know, eight weeks eight of weeks. practical yeah. and, you know, all the online stuff. Yeah, 50 hours in eight weeks. So it's yeah. not like it's a, a full-time gig, it's 50 hours no. worth of, of face-to-face yeah. time. So. so in terms of some real specific stuff, one thing that blows my mind and the to, to give full credit to ARPT, the programming section of that course is pretty good. Is unreal. It's pretty good. Like we went through obviously a really advanced version last week where you're tracking either sets of muscle groups yeah. or sets of movements or whatever. This programming gives you um, a guideline based on their goal, what rep range and recipes they should be using. Everything's kind of there set up for you. And I it's it makes me kind of sad to say it, but when I stand up in front of the class and we get to that unit, it's like, if all you do, if all you take from this course is that program, is go on. out and use this template yeah. and write good programs for your clients, because it doesn't matter if they're shit when you start, by six months, you'll have figured it out. Yeah. It's like, well, I tried that, didn't work, tried that, yeah. didn't work, tried that, didn't work, and then all of a sudden, but that, that tried that, didn't work process of the programming is still gonna be better than the personal training next to you, making up shit as the client walks in the door. Yeah, and that's the natural process of developing as well. It's like you yeah. try something no matter what it is. Yeah. Um, you've had you know a hypothesis that this could potentially work. Yeah. And then you put things in place and you're like, right, this didn't work. Okay, let's now what? Yeah, let's move on. Basically yeah, what yeah. We'll so what blows me away is you have that discussion, and it's like that's it. That's the core. Take this and start your personal training business from there. Yeah. And then you see those client, those students get qualified, turn into personal trainers and see them doing entertainment sessions with clients. And you're just like, yeah. how did, where did that, where did that break did we down? Miss it? Yeah. yeah. How did that happen? Um, which I don't know, at some point it's like, you can't take all the responsibility for it, but, um, there's also a little bit of like, well, how how do I change my approach to get people to actually understand that? Because it's really hard in fitness clubs where a lot of personal trainers don't program. It's really easy to just jump in and be like, oh, that's extra work and they don't do it and they still get paid and pay their rent. So I'm going to do that too. Yeah. I think the, 
I think you need to take a step back when you become a personal trainer and think about the service you're going to be providing someone. Yeah. It's it's not a mate's agreement, mm-hmm. this, you know, unstructured, you know, the reason why some people don't take personal training seriously is because of the approach that people take. So you yeah. walk into a doctor's clinic and you start high-fiving people yeah. and they're like, do you have an appointment? Ah, oh, who cares? Let's yeah. sit down. You know, we'll just do whatever, whenever. Yeah. It's like people are going to, you know, start to not discredit that as well. Yeah. So it comes down to the way people are doing, you know, actually conducting themselves as personal trainers. So once yeah. you think about, well, the goal is to get a result. Yeah. And, you know, some of it's to, um, you know, teach these people the skills to learn how to lift and stuff. And yeah. obviously the other one's like building confidence and getting people into the gym and understanding what needs to be done to get their result. Yeah. So, you know, coming in and entertaining someone for half an hour doesn't actually really work them towards their long-term goal. Yeah. You know, a lot of people walk into the gym like, I want to lose weight. I want to get stronger. I want to look better. So coming in and just doing 30 minutes of circus work yeah. doesn't actually move them towards the goal. They just burnt energy for half an hour. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, there's six other days in the week. Yeah. What else are you doing? Are you doing what do you, you know, yeah. And how can you measure how much better you were yeah. next time you do another circus workout? It's different. Yeah. You know, it's not the same. You can't track it. You can't measure it. You can't, yeah. you know, and it's like, it's too complicated for them to do on their own. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's so subjective then. It's like, oh, I feel better. It's like, okay. Yeah, I feel like I worked hard. Yeah. Well, you know, you can feel like you worked hard all the time. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean you have. Yeah. You know. And it doesn't even necessarily mean results either. No, not at all. Yeah. So that is where the people are probably letting themselves down. Yeah. And it's just because, well, there's a couple of things going on here. There's like, oh, well, they think that's what the client needs. It's like, I need to entertain this client, keep yeah. them, you know, uh, intrigued in like, you know, there's this huge shift towards like just complex, meaningless shit yeah. that people think is like, well, the more complex it is, the better the result. And yeah. it's like, well, no. Stand um, on one leg, scratch your nose and do a lateral raise. There's people that, yeah, yeah, there's people that can't sit on a chair properly. Yeah. You know, so it's like teach yeah. them how to move properly. Yeah. Uh, give them a structured plan to work towards moving better, getting stronger, burning energy. Teach them how to manage their energy intake through food and drink. Yeah. And then it's like, I'm pretty sure that person over 12 weeks is going to do a lot better. Yeah. Even, yeah, let's not even talk 12 weeks. I hate using that actually. Six months, 12 months. Yeah. Uh, that person's going to work a bit better than the one doing circus work every week. Yeah. It's like they're probably most likely going to get hurt. They're going to be yeah. working in circles. They don't know what's going on. What are they going to do for the rest of the week? Yeah. And um, oh, I could keep talking, man. So I, uh, I'm ranting now. But um, <laughs> the next thing from there is like, there is this understand, well, this this thought process as a trainer mm-hmm. that if they empower their clients, that their yeah. clients will leave the fear, right? And it's yeah. like, so if I give them a program, they can do it on their own. They yeah. don't need me. Yeah. It's like, well, you're basically a rep counter then. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's the only thing. And there's machines out there now that count your reps. Yeah. So it's like, are you going to be made redundant by a machine? Yeah. You need to have a really good hard look at yourself yeah. as a personal trainer. Yeah. Because it's like, you're not actually being a solution to the problem. Correct. You're not yeah. actually helping this person. You're just keeping them, stringing them along yeah. so that you can pay your bills every Yeah, week. and that's, yeah. That's it. It comes from fear of losing the client. It's like, well, if I just keep them happy and do yeah. what the client wants, then they won't leave. But the reality of it, of it is, if they were able to do what they want to get the result, they wouldn't have come to you in the first place. Yeah, and it's a situation of like, if you like, think of the flip side of it, it's like, create a business plan that's 
designed around getting the client results from empowering them with knowledge. Yeah, It's like, I, I put a video up, I think yesterday, on my Instagram story, just saying like, good coaches make themselves redundant. Yeah. And it's like, and then your clients you're that still don't good. leave. Well, you're that, you're that good. Yeah. You're always changing. The needle always moves. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you got a result with this. Now I want to do this. Yeah, exactly. The, you know, yeah. If you're just entertaining someone for half an hour, there's going to be a point where that becomes redundant and the person's like, oh, well, I'm either not getting results or I can do this by myself. I'm yeah. just like, I've actually, you know, got all these workouts that I've, that I've done. I'm just going to do them now. Yeah. You haven't, you haven't shown that person yeah. the the progressive approach that it takes to get one goal, the next goal, yeah. the next goal, to troubleshoot, to, you know, um, you know, yeah. get over obstacles and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's just entertainment dependency. Yeah. They, these people stay and that, that is for, so for a, let's say a gen pop client walking into the gym or any type of client walking into the gym, sitting down with a personal trainer, what are going to be the things that are going to hobby that they can highlight in the PT, they sit down to know whether or not they're going to be solid. Let's see. I liken it to going to see someone when you've got an injury or something. Mm -hmm. They can sell you, you like you might not have that injury, yeah. but they can tell you you've got it. Yeah. They can almost say, this is what we're going to do. It sounds awesome, etc. Yeah. I think it comes down to, unfortunately, the next couple of sessions to yeah. see what's happening. It's like, the lifestyle questionnaire is probably a big one. Yeah. It's like, how many questions are they actually asking to obtain information from you? Is yeah. it a situation where they're just giving you the ESSA form, the medical clearance one, they're going off chatting at the front counter, yeah. you know, they come back, yeah, sweet, cool, let's go. Yeah. It's like, well, have you actually yeah, built a the, profile? And, the workout was already decided before you got Yeah, there. have you got any information yeah. about this person? Have you taken into consideration their goal? Or it's just like, let's get this person cleared for exercise and let's go entertain them and get their heart rate up. It's like, yeah. that's not specific to that person it's like yeah. this person you need to know what's happened in the past you need yeah. to know if they've trained if they haven't if they've got any injuries limitations medical yeah. conditions at the moment that aren't on the form yeah um you know i, I guess psychological things as well what yeah. they've done diet wise yeah. um all that kind of stuff and it's like okay you know this builds a good profile and it's why i'm a big advocate and so are you because and and michael as well of like the guys sitting down with someone for 40 minutes an hour the first time you meet them yeah. It's like, get to know this person. Yeah. You guys are going to be working together. You yeah. get to know as much about this person as, as possible yeah. to get that service. It's like, yeah. facilitate the goal. If there's potential obstacles, like, let's get around those. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like that that approach there is probably the biggest one. Yeah. The consultation itself is like, it, a lot of PTs, I think, are already, because it's kind of, especially when you're new, it's kind of like, got to get clients to survive, which yeah. is, which is, it just is in the fitness industry. If you, you basically got 12 weeks to be off your feet, and if you're yep. not, it's going to be a big uphill struggle from there. So it is sometimes difficult to not be thinking in the back of your mind, I need to get this person as a client. I understand. So I, I totally, totally resonate with that. We, At some point, I'm sure you did it too. I was at a point where it was like, why isn't anyone working with me? Yeah. And I'm like, I know I'm good at my job. Yeah and I'm invested in helping others. And it was just that flip of mindset. It's like, instead of me trying to get this person, yeah. let's let's show them how I can help them. Yeah, and that's my, so I do obviously a lot of my consults are online now for the online coaching stuff, um, which is just via Skype. And it's like, oh, so what, what are we gonna do? And it's like, well, I'm gonna find out everything I can about your current training, your current nutrition, your current lifestyle. Yeah. Then I'm gonna see if there's any holes in it that I feel like I can help with. Yeah. If I can, then we'll talk about coaching. Yeah. Because it's like, 
if you call me and say, I want to do CrossFit and make regionals, Salts can't do it. Bye. Yeah, bad. Yeah, like I, I've recently had a new client come on board, um, actually in the States, which is kind of cool, my first international right. client. I'll just brag about that a little bit on the podcast. Um, so she's actually worked with college coaches. Yeah. So she's done a lot of Olympic lifting. So as soon as we got to that point in the conversation, it's like, okay, is that something that you want to continue to do? Because I can't do that. Yeah. So having having that uh, posture, confidence, whatever you want to call it, to say, well, I'm good at this stuff. So if I can do an initial consult and find that my skill set fills the gaps that you have, and I can provide a service and get you a result using that, yeah. then let's move forward. Yep. Um, it, it's like you would be the same if you had someone come in and be like, I'm going to run a marathon. Probably not right. Yeah, I lead mine out as, as a consultative process first. I send them yep. my questionnaire first. Yep. And if the goal isn't, um, you know, something that I can take care of, it's just a quick call of like, you know, is this your goal, blah, blah, blah. And it's yep. like, yeah, it is. It's like, okay, so I'm not the best person for this job. However, I know this person, that person, that yep. person. Yep. And off we go. It's so yep. the confidence to do. I don't want to take on something that I'm not confident in Correct. either. Yeah. I think the next one from there is that they, you know, are actually, um, you know, backing up their, what they're saying they're going to do with actually yep. what they're doing. So it's like, if they say that they're going to provide this and they're going to provide that and they're going to do this, that they actually then start to substantiate that by, yep. you know, putting together their program and all that kind of stuff. Um, and you know, it actually, uh, coming together. The next one, which is a really big one and I'm a really big advocate of it, is like, what are you doing in the training session? Yeah. You know, are you attentive to your client? Are you asking questions? You know, are you assessing movement and stuff? Yeah. Or are you watching TV, hand reps? Yeah. Are you sitting down, a line on the floor? You know, um, looking like you're chilling out on yeah. the beach um, or something like that. It's like, what are you actually doing in your session? So it's like, if someone, I think it's like the hypertrophy coach, he's like, if someone could take a photo of you right now yeah. and that represented your business, yeah. it's like, well, are you happy with that? Yeah, are, yeah, are you happy with that? So that's yeah. a really big one as well. Um, so they're, and it all comes down to that professionalism of yeah. running a business. It's like, you know, you guys, most of these people know how to train and motivate someone. Yeah. Um, but it's like, yeah, what are you doing as a, as a professional service for these people? Yeah. Um, which is that, a real big That hole. professional word, I think, is really important. Yeah. There's a lot of PTs out there that just have mates that they train, I think. Like, yeah. like they're clients, but they're just kind of hanging out, counting some reps, yeah. doing that kind of stuff. So yeah, that, I agree. That professional, which you can see and feel quite quickly. So... I guess there's like a checklist, things that I would suggest um, if you're a client walking in, is one is the, that, like we talked about, the initial consult. Yeah. Are they going over what you've done, what you need, and solving that problem for you by the end of the consultation? So it's like, get all the information. Don't jump down their throat at the first thing. Let's get uh, all the information. Yeah. Okay, so here's what I can see has possibly gone wrong up till now. So it's things like, you're not eating enough or you're eating too much or you're inconsistent or yep. your training's been inconsistent. So yeah. Um, your external stresses are too high. Uh, the way you move isn't great. Whatever it is, we yep. need to f identify what that is. And then the, the personal trainer needs to be confident in saying, and I can help you with that, yep. with the following. Yeah, this is what we're going to do. So here's the plan. So we're going to have a program. We're going to have this uh, some kind of nutrition strategy that looks kind of like this, depending on what you want to do. Yeah. Um, we're painting a picture of, like you said, it's not just 12 weeks. It's like, okay, can we can we build on month by month by month for the next 12 months, 24 months? Are they, is the 
the trainer actually envisioning a plan long term for you or is it just like how many burpees can we do in your wow session to make you tired and then ask you for money yeah I agree I think that is that is if you're coming in for a consult that's what you should be looking yeah 100% 100% and it's like you as the client should be doing all the talking yeah like I once did a consult and I was the client yeah. and all we did was talk about the that's supposed right. coach yeah it was like what are we talking about you for man yeah I don't yeah. care about what you do. Yeah. Like everyone knows you're amazing. You're, you're, <coughs> yeah. you're, you know, you're a coach and you do this and that. that. It's like, yeah. I don't really need to know all that. Yeah. It's like, uh, was it like a specialist asked questions? Yeah. So yeah. it's, you know, they're obtaining information. So if they're yeah. sure there's going to be times when an opinion is, is needed or, you know, this is what we're going to do. But it's like, there should be a lot of questions and you guys should be doing most of the talking because yeah. they're obtaining, you know, vital details. Yeah. So from a one hour consult, I would say I would probably speak for 10 minutes at the end. Yeah, I was just about to say, at the end of it, yeah, it's like, like, all right, all right thank you for all this information, yeah. this is what we're gonna do. Yeah, this is what we're gonna do and here's how I structure stuff. Also to let the client know, be aware of like the commitment level and stuff that's gonna be involved. Yeah. It's like if you're not comfortable with all of this and you don't understand it, then again, we maybe need to have a different type of discussion. Yeah. So yeah, I think that gives both, if you're a PT, if you're not doing all that, um, start doing all that maybe have a look at what you're doing um, if you're a client looking for a personal trainer who make sure you're kind of finding that if you already have a personal trainer and they're yeah. not ticking those boxes um, I'm not saying sack them straight away yeah. but probably have the conversation like okay so what's my next 6, 12, 18 week plan like yeah. what, what are we going to be doing based on what we're doing now what are we going to be doing 18 weeks from now yeah. And if they don't have an answer, you need to start really thinking about where you're investing your time and money and effort. Yeah, if that's what you want to. Yeah, like, yeah. Or yeah. if you're happy to go and be entertained, then yeah. cool, keep doing yeah, that. That's, we've got to take that into consideration. Yeah, because they're, they're definitely... There's people that come in and just enjoy being told what to do for half an hour and, yeah. you know, that's it. But that's they're very small yeah. percentage of the population. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. That pretty much wraps that up. Uh, yeah, and oh, look, you could talk about it for ages, but it's like they're the main points. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, we, I don't want, we don't want to talk about it for too long. Sweet. All right. <laughs> All right, so one thing we forgot to touch on last week was the jumper that we promised we'd give out. Yeah. And then we've just gone silent on it. We're not giving anyone a jumper. Um, so I think it's pronounced Remarky. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Remarky. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was first in best dress, gave us a nice little five star review, review. Five yeah. stars. Yep. Um, so caveat is he needs to be listening to this episode too and still, yeah we've got to touch base yeah still, yeah we'll see uh, if he still enjoys this yeah he still thinks otherwise the hoodie stuff. might be up for grabs yeah yeah um oh, we've got to give it what, a week's grace yeah, yeah a week's we, grace well this won't be out for a couple of weeks so yeah, well, yeah a week's grace from when he hears this, this one yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right so he's gonna be listening every week guys yeah um yeah maybe just slide into the dms um with one of the two of us and just let us know that that was you we'll get a size and and get something out to you um anyone who hasn't already your freeloaders out there that haven't given us a five-star review, yeah, um, jump on to iTunes for us, um, give us a review. It does some stuff in terms of the algorithm, which gets yeah. us a little higher up, so we can kind of maybe knock down, I think I've upset the vegans at the moment, so yeah. maybe we can knock off, a couple, going of, off. <laughs> knock off a couple of vegan podcasts or something like that, knock them down a notch. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go into, Jace put it up before we came in, um, throw up the, the Q&A. Um, so I have one come in straight away 
Um, I'm just going to name her just because it's more funny if you know. Um, this came from my partner, which is ironic that she wants us to discuss on the podcast. She's sure. just listening to what I say at home, but that's fine. Um, and I'm actually going to so handball... be careful because you might be the dog ass. Well, I'm just going to handball it to you anyway because okay. it's, it's way more it's up... too much pressure. Way more up your alley because okay. I cook like a 16-year-old single male. Okay. Um, nutritionist meals that. for someone who... She didn't put it this way, but nutritious meal for someone who eats like a five-year-old. Okay. So I think like basic meat, carbohydrates, <laughs> doesn't like vegetables, um, um, okay. doesn't is super fussy with tons of food. So so when I go, just okay. to give you an example, when I go get um, my weekly like oysters, nah, I'm out. Um, Tam, can you update the clock, please, bro? Yeah, okay, so you get your oysters, yeah. Yeah, it's, nah. Yeah. No, no okay. I'll, just, I'll just have uh, Sounds like my wife. some barbecue chicken skewers <laughs> with Sounds teriyaki like sauce. Well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. So right. I know you're a big fan of the slow cooker. Yeah. Um, last night, we, if anyone who follows me on Instagram, we took on the um, Dean McKillop, roasted a heap of vegetables, oh, <laughs> tell blended me them up. So all going really well. Beta, uh, sorry, threw them in the oven. Or oh, Amy threw them yeah. in the oven, yeah. got them all sorted. Um, and then like my Nutribullet just froze. Like, I can't get the lid off, it's just stuck. Okay. So I've got a kilo of vegetables stuck yeah, in so, fridge I can't use right now. It's funny, because I thought about that last night too. I was like, I wonder how Ben's going to go with that. And then... Not well. The first thing, well, the first <laughs> thing I thought of is like, if I was going to do that, you would need a proper like food processor. Yeah. Food which, not a which, bullet. Which we had, and I was like, that takes too much time. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the first thing I thought of in my head, was just like, yeah. Nutribullet's not going to be able to take that. Yeah. So you made a mistake Food there. processor <laughs> next time. Okay. Yeah. So nutritious meals for someone who eats like a five-year-old. All right. Uh, it's really hard to, to, to give you an exact like, you know, this is what you should have. But I think the... Cooking method is one thing that people don't really like know. Like they don't understand. Yeah, they don't appreciate it. It's just like, if I can put it on a pan and then just throw it on and take it off, it's like, well, you know, or chuck it in an oven and pull it out. It's like, that's, they're the only options people have, that's right? Yeah. yeah, so, which is most people. I, everybody knows, who tunes into my Instagram, knows I really enjoy the slow cooker because I guess like one is you can get a really good cheap meat um and cook it in large quantities yeah. and two is like you can put you know as many vegetables or whatever carbohydrate you like and it's a it's a situation of like putting everything into a bowl yeah and turning it on yeah so it's like i can put it on a sunday morning i can come back sunday night and it's done i can make a curry i can make a stew yeah. i can just slow cook like yesterday i just put chicken in there just chicken nothing yeah. else i put a little bit of oil and some some marinade or something yeah. i came back four hours later and i could eat it with a spoon yeah so it's like it's not just food flavor and how you cook it as well it's texture too well that's yeah so that was my next question is texture seems to be a bigger issue than flavor itself yeah so texture is a hard one because it's like everyone has an individual palate it's like you know some people don't like seafood because it's raw yeah. and it's slimy and it's this and that um and it's like well it's kind of really hard to then say well this is what if you don't like slimy yeah this is what you should, you should have do, yeah i think like once you start getting really fussy with your food you're going down a, a really narrow hole yeah. and it's going to be really hard to then you know start to you know get a wide variety of foods and hit your RDIs and yeah. um, increase your palate and, and make sure you don't have uh, bad associations with food so some things I'll I'll admit I eat because I know they're good for me I yeah, don't so that's, exactly like them <clears throat> that's the next next thing I guess is like if I 
we had this conversation the other day. I can't remember what it was. The muscles. Ate. Yeah, the muscles. Now they can. The smoke up the muscles. Smoke muscles. They're disgusting. Yeah. So shame to myself. It was that. like, I know I've done it before. It was like made food. I think it was a a cranberry and something. I was like, cranberries have this and this in it, so I'm gonna eat yeah. cranberries. <laughs> And they were fucking terrible. They were so sour. <laughs> I was like, my face screwing up after every mouthful. I've done it a lot. And Amy's like, why are you still eating it? It's like, well, because I committed to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got the stuff in it that I want it to. I probably won't have it again, if I'm yeah, honest. Yeah, I agree. But it's like, I, I will still eat it because I understand the benefits yeah, of it. Yeah, it's good for you. So I think um, the once you, you basically need to write down the foods that you like. Okay. You know, yeah, it's like write down like all that. the foods that you like instead of like thinking about what you don't like. Yeah. It's like focus on the, the solution, idea. not the problem. Yeah. So it's like, all right, these are all the foods that I actually like to eat. Yeah. Um, I would break them down into like, you know, main sources of protein, main sources of carbohydrates, main sources of fats. Um, and then it's like start to get creative with like flavors. So mm-hmm. flavors come from not only sauces and marinades, they also come from herbs. Yeah. And herbs and spices actually have... Uh, like micronutrients in it, yeah. like minerals and, yeah. and whatnot too. So it's like, if someone doesn't like vegetables, they can actually start to get some of their micronutrients from specific herbs, you know, rosemary, just for an example. Yeah. So you can start to like, you know, combine them with certain meats so and all of that kind of stuff. Might be throwing under the bus here, but if you're buying like dried herbs in a glass container from the supermarket, yep. are you still getting those micronutrients or we you uh, I Look, I don't know, but I'm going to go out and say that it's highly unlikely that they're as an abundant as yeah. they are they're when they're fresh, you yep. know. Um, drying things out, we've got to think about some micronutrients, the cooking method um, starts to denature them as well. Yep. Um, so uh, water soluble vitamins uh, in particular. So it's a situation of like, a, like we spoke about with recommendations for food types in the nutrition module. It's like a combination of everything. So you can have some things that are dry, you can have some things that are raw, you can have some things that are slightly cooked, yep. you know, all of those kind of things. But it's gonna be really hard for someone to go like, oh, this is what you should eat if you don't like all the food yeah if you're really fussy you have to actually have a serious think about food that you like and then combining you know you know learning how to combine these food types and different ways to cook things and stuff i try and find a new recipe every two weeks to eat and it's like i've got six or seven that i'll rotate through and it's just like i'll feel like a certain flavor i'll be like oh i feel like this mexican thing i'll make that again i feel like a stew i feel like slow cooked yeah um you know uh turkey legs or something like that yeah so it's like that's pretty much what i would suggest is like just make a menu off these things that you like and just rotate through them just have it as a resource yeah that's really solid and yeah learn to cook a little bit like you don't have to be a master chef but it's like find things that you know are easy the slow cooker is not there's nothing more simple than that yeah for nutritious meals yes it's that's a a winner just all that before we move on like i find it interesting um so like amy's actually got into really good shape just eating like you know how they say white stuff's bad or like yellow stuff's bad like the whole plate could be yellow and she's gotten into really good shape just from tracking macros yeah but now it's getting to the point where it's like energy isn't quite as good as it probably could be yeah there could be holes those kind of things so it's like it's funny how being um maybe single and 26 versus in a long-term relationship at 29 how like your brain starts to shift it's not just about like how do I look in the mirror every morning? It's yeah, like, how do, how do I actually perform throughout the day? Yeah. Um, and it's something that I think a lot of people don't consider enough. Yeah. I, yep. I still think 
from a, a start point, people will get the most benefit out of meeting their macronutrient targets first. Yeah. Um, and then from there, tweaking and changing things if they're starting to see that they're not meeting their entire yeah. intake. Yeah, 100%. Like I have food groups that I like guys to get stuff from. Yeah. So I'm like, you need to eat, if you like, if you eat protein, if you eat meat, yeah. um, you need to have, you know, a source of red yeah. um, and then you can have like maybe twice a week, yeah. iron and stuff. And then it's like, yeah, if you eat chicken, it's fine. If you eat uh, whatever, that's fine. You need to have seafood twice a week if you can eat it. Yeah. If you can't, we have to supplement the omega fats because yeah. um, they're really important uh, for a, a wide variety of health benefits. Vegetables, it's like, and salads, vegetables and salads together. So yeah. it's like three cups as an adult, three cups, and you can have a combination of baked, boiled, blanched, and raw. Yeah. So you just need to find out which ones. It's like a bit of homework, like go and yeah, find yeah. out which ones work. So it's just like, Eat a salad and eat two cups of vegetables a day, or yep. eat two salads yep. and eat two cups. Uh, eat a cup of vegetables a day. So yep. I usually just do two salads during the day and a cup of vegetables at dinner. Yeah. Um, so from just on that, um, so I use smoothies quite a lot. Yeah. Adding salad into that. Uh, so you get out like a spinach, or like yeah, as yeah, long as it's but it's it's still palatable, a, still counted as a raw. Well, it's like five different colors. I guess five different colors is probably the easier way to just generalize it. It's like eat yep. eat fruits and sorry vegetables and salads of five different colors a day. It's, yeah, a yep. day. So it's just like easier to just be like you know you can hit a majority of like your nutrients just from doing that. Yeah. Um, it's like maybe you know one to two pieces of fruit. Yeah. Um, you know we're not going to go and talk about carbs and fructose and whatnot. It's just like one to two pieces of fruit uh and then it's like i think a vegetable that comes from the ground yeah and a some form of like fermented pickled food and yep. it can be in a smallest amount but it's like they're abundant in probiotics yep. and a vegetable that comes from the ground is like a um a radish or something yeah uh is abundant in a prebiotic and a prebiotic fuels the probiotics so it's like if we have abundant of probiotics they need to be fed um, so it's just like, you know, that whole, uh, you know, populating the gut with positive bacteria. So it's like from a health standpoint, that's a really easy way to do it. And it's yeah. just like, you can go and pick whatever you want. Like there's heaps of different ways, uh, pickled vegetables out there. There's a wide variety of vegetables that come from the floor. Yeah. Um, like a carrot is one carrot, of those, yeah. you know, just wash it, um, with the skin on and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, yeah, salad. It's like find a salad combination that you like. It's a Greek yeah. one. It's a, this one, you know, usually I like the cabbage. Um, cabbage, beetroot, shaved broccoli, yeah. um, that kind of stuff. It's just like, yeah. And then, because you track your macros, it's like things like flavorings and dressings and stuff still become relevant. It's yeah. like, well, it can still taste good. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I think a lot of people just, they don't understand that there can be flavor and you can use sauce and you can have this. It's just like, you know, all these foods can taste really good. And yeah. then it's like, yeah, hit those. And then it's like, on top of that, it's like, you want to have a little bit of this, a little bit of that, cool, here's your calories, etc. Yeah. So that's awesome. So keep an eye on my Instagram page because that spreadsheet thing is going to happen where we list all our foods. That's a, yeah. That's an awesome idea. Awesome. Take home for that one. Beautiful. All right. Next one is a, well, it's a pretty big one to unpack actually. Um, got asked about how to, I, I guess it was how to stop self-sabotaging. Yeah. So preventing or like ways around self-sabotage, you know, yeah. um, I, th I think without because the, the question got asked last week and it's not um the exact question is not in my phone anymore yeah but we can kind of make that indication based off the experiences that we've had as coaches yeah. as well is like you know how powerful or how you know i guess available you know how self-sabotage is there yeah you know for a lot of people they don't realize it yeah um 
So and I think yeah, you've got a, You've had a couple of good uh, I've got examples. One I'm working with at the moment, actually, um, who basically, um, and it's usually a pretty common kind of trend along the way. Is like um, always kind of had higher levels of body fat, even through school or post school, and then had it for a long time. Getting start either start to get in shape or um, have gotten into shape. And for some reason or another, sometimes it can be about that self-worth and self-value yeah. becomes based around what's in the mirror. Or even more importantly, oh, sorry, even, uh, I, I find that it becomes that, like what who they were, yeah. not who they are now. So yeah. their self-worth and their esteem and their thoughts around themselves is like still that person that started that yeah. started that journey and not that yeah. person that they are right now. Yeah. It's like they can't actually differentiate yeah. that they're different now. Yeah. You know? So I've got um, three examples. We're obviously not going to name any names in this conversation at all. One of them, um, same old story, really overweight from like 16, um, came to me at probably 26, 27, um, got in amazing shape, lost about 15 kilos. Um, while putting on a ton of muscle. So I would yeah. say like body fat reduction, maybe of like 20, 25%. Yeah. It was a huge change. Um, and that the, the mindset that actually, I'm actually friends with this person now, um, the mindset that came back out of it was, I look at those pictures and I don't see me. So it was like when he was in great shape, that's not him, the person. Sure. And he doesn't associate himself as being that. So the, the process then is starting to investigate why. Like what, what are you, what's kind of sending you down that path and um, how do we start shifting that thought process to being, we, and we talk about the be, do, have concept. Yeah. So it's like if you want to um, have something or be something, you have to be that first. Yeah do the work that's required, then you will have it. Yeah, so it's like you need to be, um, in terms of you need to be eating correctly, training correctly, hopefully thinking correctly, living correctly to achieve a certain outcome. So what we're seeing there is a breakdown of that actual endpoint not being necessarily yeah, what they're ready for. Right. They haven't actually taken on that as ownership of who they are just yet. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Look. There's multiple facets to this as well, because like yeah. me being the person that calls black black, yeah. is that it's easier to bring yourself down as well, yeah. and not bring yourself up. Yeah. So we've got to take that into consideration. Yeah. So and I'm not saying the person to ask this question is that, yeah. or anything out there, but it is just easier to fall back into old habits. Yeah. They die hard. Yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, well, it's just easy to do this. And yeah. bringing myself up is going to be more complicated. I'm just going to go back into the comfort zone yeah. as well. So yeah. it's like, I'm going to play it's, devil's advocate it's, a little it bit. It still comes into that identity, doesn't it? Yeah, like, most well, likely. I, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to identify myself as a fit and healthy person because that's kind of hard Yeah. Um, in a lot of cases. Yeah. Whether that be the actual process is difficult or the emotional battle that's going on that probably you and I are outside scope to, to kind of delve right into. Yeah. Um, maybe that's a, a guess that we should look for as someone yeah, who can investigate yeah, that. Yeah, 100%. It still comes down to that. Well, I, I'm not identifying myself as that person, and it's really hard if I do. So I'm just gonna stay in this comfort zone where I am now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a situation like this are like onions, man. Like you peel right. a layer, and then there's another layer. So yeah. it's like really hard to quantify. But 
if it was if we could summarize it um briefly i guess like you know one so we can get on to some other questions as well is that it you know reassess when you get to a certain point if you find that you're relapsing a lot reassess along the way you know who you are where yeah. you're going yeah. you know your current situation are you happy all yeah. that kind of stuff because um, all these subconscious things can happen where yeah. you know it's just like you you're about to break through on the other side and it's like but the thought of being on the other yeah. side is scary and it's you know it's we don't know what it's like and yeah and all that kind of stuff but it's like but hang on a second isn't this what i want yeah you know, isn't this what i actually want to do so yeah. it's like you know and then obviously you're gonna have to dip your toes in the water too it's like yeah. go you know we, every week there's people working in the unknown and some people find it exciting yeah some people find it really fucking scary. terrifying yeah um, so, and then other than that, it's like, just have your support there. Like yeah. I tell so, my clients a lot, sorry to cut you yeah. off, but it's just like, you know, just touch base, yeah. you know, you're in a bad spot and you can, you can feel you need some support. It's yeah. like, just reach out, reach out, send me a message, whatever. It's yeah. like, Hey Jace, not feeling the best today. Yeah. You know, just need some words of wisdom or whatever. It's like, yeah. it's part of it, man. Yeah. Like, it's just right. like, yeah. you know, just some, some what we do. Yeah. Some encouraging yeah. words is enough to get you over the line. Yeah. You know? So something that I found work really well in specific situations is um, we call it motivational interviewing. It's yeah. a skill that we give to all our trainers that come through the mentorship. The idea of it is identifying what you want, what the goal is, then identifying what the costs of not doing it are, both directly and indirectly. So yeah. if you're overweight, the cost of that is you know, your um, self-confidence is lower or yep. the health issues or whatever it is that you kind of see of value, then the indirect ones would be like, um, if you're overweight and got kids and stuff, you may not go out and do all the things that you would normally yep. do based on the fact that you're not comfortable, blah, 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 blah. Yep. Then we look at the cost of, um, so that was the cost of not change. Then we look at the cost of change. And that's what, something that a lot of people don't do is like, well, I want to set this goal but they don't actually look at what it's going to cost to get it. Oh, 100%. So it's like, okay, so yeah, cool. We, we all kind of know that it's going to mean I have to diet. It's going to mean I have to train. It's going to have to mean I get up a little bit earlier and I prioritize sleep. We all kind of know this basic stuff. But what about, for example, um, one of my clients turned around and said, all these guys that used to like not talk to me in high school or after high school and shit, have started inboxing me because I've lost a heap of weight. So it's like, then that became a discussion about, well, was I not good enough as a person and now that I'm in shape, I am? Yeah, right. And that become the self-sabotage. So I was like, okay, let's start talking about what are the other costs gonna be? Then at the end of it, weigh them all up, compare the two, and then you'll actually be able to decide is that actually a high enough priority for you? Yeah. Is, there, is the cost of doing it less than the cost of not doing it because if it's not if you get down to it and the cost of change is greater than the cost of not change you're gonna do it it's hard as shit as it is yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. like if the reward's not gonna be there not yeah. doing that no way yeah so it, it and it the easiest for most people to kind of relate to is like imagine going to a job that you had to do and the um, you felt that the dollar figure you were getting in return wasn't worth the work so it's like, as well. you can stay every night for an extra two hours, but I'm only going to give you an extra five bucks. Yeah. It's like, cool, there is a reward. I can make an extra $10 a day, but I've got to work for two hours and I value time more than that. So I'm not doing that. Yeah. Oh, that went down a rabbit hole. Yeah, that's pretty deep. Yeah. I think we cut it there. Yeah. We could go even deeper. Yeah. So, so um, if anyone 
would like it's pretty it's just set up on a document so if anyone wants it um hit us up through the dms or on the stc fit page maybe we like i just like about the dms the dms we'll find a way to get that document to you so you can just fill it out yeah and it comes instructions so yeah. we're happy to give that out your to you guys your stc fit trainer will be able to do that with you as well yeah if you do if yeah. you are working with one of our definitely. coaches definitely yeah. um and if you're not and you are having these thoughts and you feel like your coach isn't Again, when we come back to what's a good PT, yeah, that's a conversation that a good PT is able to have. Hundred percent. Okay, next, unsupportive friends and family. So the question was, how do you go about dealing with the fact that you're in a circle isn't as supportive about the fact that you're into the gym and there's all these pressures to do what they do, um, yeah. go out on the weekend, like this person's you know, young, 18, 19 years old, so obviously for the majority of them, and we've been there before as well, socializing, yeah. you know, um, the uh, partying culture on the weekends, drinking, all that kind of stuff, and they're like, well, how do you deal with that? Because yeah. you're not interested in it, but they are, and you know, they're like kind of trying to drag you over, and if not, they just kind of make fun of it and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So this is a really big topic as well, yeah. Um, so and look, I guess uh, the the most important thing is that you stick to what's important for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, throughout my younger, you know, teenage years and stuff, and I don't talk like as if I'm old, I'm only 30 years old. Um, but when I was getting into the gym and training and stuff, it was very important to me. So it was important enough to know when to draw the line between like, you know, going to these social events and, and sabotaging like, you know, what was most important for me, which was training, nutrition, you know, the work that was done during the week. Yeah. Uh, I, I did try to balance it a lot at one stage and I did think that, you know, I had to socialize with my friends and I had to behave the way that they want, they were to fit in, you yeah. know, but that was like a, a bit of an identity thing. Yeah. Um, it was like, well, who am I? And yeah. who's the person I'm trying to be? And if I am not me and I'm trying to be like them, is it, are they, they will like me more? Yeah. And if I am me, are they gonna like me yeah. for who I am? So I think like, you know, sticking to to like, to, like just not getting roped into the group mentality. It's like, if you don't wanna go out on the weekend, man, it's like fine. I tend to yeah. find like most people go full circle. Yeah. It's like you stick to your guns, you like to train, you all that. Like you still go see your friends. If they don't like the fact that you're not engaging in the same behavior as them, yeah. they're your friends, yeah, man. Yeah, that's, like they should be able to support you in whatever you do. I've got friends yeah. that do things that I wouldn't do, yeah. um, you know, from uh, a sport or whatever, but I'm like, sweet man, good job. Like I, if you're happy with it, it's fine. Yeah. Get together, catch up, you know, yeah. and um, you know, they have to be supportive of that. Yeah. One thing, um, and I, at the time of doing it, it fucking like played with my mind. So what I would do is like whenever something important was coming up, it was kind of like, okay, next 12 weeks, um, I've got this, it's a photo shoot, it's a whatever. And I'd usually text like my circle and be like, this is what's happening. Be aware that it's happening. And kind of not so much like don't force me out of that. It's just like giving them the awareness that that's coming. So it's like, yes, if you have a birthday that falls within that time period now it's more so with work um in terms of time commitment and stuff rather because everyone's just kind of accepted ben doesn't drink ben doesn't do whatever yep. that frequently um so everyone's kind of accepted that but it's more now it's like the workload thing so it actually took me to have the conversation with all of my friends to be like look this is what i want to do in the next 12 months three years five years yeah and that means that there's a lot of shit I've got to do in between. Yeah. And it is gonna mean at some times I'm gonna miss stuff 
um, and I I need you guys to maybe pull me out if I get too deep into it, but I understand that that's the outcome that I want. Yeah. I feel like it's the same conversation needs to happen with your friends. It's like, I'm gonna go and do this thing, I need you guys to get behind me, and then the ones that don't, that's the ones that you start, okay, are you friends out of convenience because you do the same thing? Or do you actually have a mutual respect and a care for each other that yeah. you're going to support each other through? Yeah, 100%. Especially, um, and I don't know who this question came from, if you're in that kind of 18 to 25, even younger, 18 yeah. to 21 kind of range where you're still figuring out who from high school is still going to stay mate. in that circle long yeah. term, um, which I feel like is a really hard transition for a lot of people. It's like you have this such solid core group that you're going to be mates forever sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I know for you, like it's, it's hard to have a conversation because, because I know you have it. Yeah. Um, but I think I hang out with one person I went to school with. Yeah. I still got mates from Shep that I go back and hang out with, but none of them are, were my like, tight-knit group yeah, when yeah. I was a high school. So I see a lot of people go through that shift and it becomes really difficult for them, but it's starting to identify, okay, who's going to be in my circle all the time? Yeah, yeah. and going back to just sticking with your guns, like... There gets a time where people just accept that that's who you are as mm -hmm. well. So it's like if you just have an idea of, well, you go through that phase of identity and it's like, this is actually the person I'm, I'm going to be, I want to be, I'm, I want to do, then everyone's really just accepting of yeah. that once they, you know, you say no. And I think yeah. that's the hardest part is like people are like too scared to say no. They're like, oh, you know, I was out with my friends and I did this. It's like, well, fucking stand up for yourself, yeah. man. Like, you're a grown-ass yeah. person. Which is, like, it's, it's hard. It is hard, yeah. it's, it's hard, but it's like, I respect someone more who, yeah. when they say, like, I've got friends, they say to me, Jason, I don't want to do that. And yeah. I'm like, cool, thanks yeah. for telling me, man. Yeah. I actually appreciate the fact that you told me yeah. that instead of being like, oh, like saying something else or, yeah. you know, just to weed around it or just not saying anything at all. It's like, you don't yeah. want to do anything, man. Like, I appreciate your That's honesty. Yeah. Um, so, and we didn't really t touch on the family part, but the family... An unsupportive family is a really tricky one, yeah. and it comes down to, you know, um, like it's hard to dance on this one. But it's like it's probably easier for them to just be caught in the behaviour that they're doing now, yeah. and they feel a bit uneasy about the fact that you're doing something that's challenging that. Yeah. Um, and again, it's just it comes down to like just how important it is for you to be who you are yeah. um, without being all like you know life coachy high fivey um, you're awesome kind of yeah. stuff which I'm not a big fan of yeah. um, it is like you're in control of how you feel what you want to do and who you want to be um, and if anyone is trying to destabilize that then you need to find other people who are just like you Yeah. or at least and bef before you do that just have the conversation yeah. pull whoever it is like whether it's family or friends aside and just be like look this is what I'm doing here's why and I need you to be behind me for it yeah if they're not behind you then you gotta have a really hard think about yeah, they are, how important they are yeah. yeah who you're spending yeah. your time with um, last one I think is do you track year round okay so this question was asked um, you know, do you track your macros all year round so, like, you, well, you can start. Do you, sure. do you track all year round? Uh, probably 95% of the time. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, I I track, the last year, I've tracked uh, probably 11 out of 12 months. And I think yep. the 12, the, the month that I haven't, I was away for two weeks. And yeah. two weeks before, I just lost my shit yeah. um, beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, 
go the let's compare that to say previous years mm -hmm. where i was following meal plans and whatever it's like well i've seen a very consistent uh body composition over the last 12 months yeah uh than i ever have mm -hmm. so i'm going to go out and say that you know even for a period of time tracking your food consistently um i think what did i get up to like 200 days on my fitness pal yeah, or something like that, it was ridiculous yeah. um is the reason why I can go don't, off don't ruin the streak and uh, <laughs> go off uh, tracking and not really kind of lose my shit with food like I yeah. actually have a really good eye for food and I spoke to a guy who tracked for a thousand days a thousand days um, he was like right into bodybuilding and stuff and he's kind of gone full circle and gone as far away from it from a business standpoint as possible but yeah. that's just personal reason and I said to him do you do you attest your ability to now eat balancedly yeah off the fact that you spent that much time tracking yeah. and he said 100 percent yeah and it's like get an eyeball for what's in your food know your limits in terms of volume yeah um you know like we always uh you know sometimes i'll put a video on my instagram and it's like ah, i guess the amount of this food it's not an accident like yeah. your body has an auto regulation of that too it like learns skills of like this is how it feels this is how much you should hold something for yeah you know all of that kind of stuff and you're just yeah. doing it without even realizing it so um portion control no matter what diet paradigm you do yeah. uh, it's going to be the one that keeps you in shape yeah. managing your intake yeah uh, so I think that for most people they need to learn that yeah and tracking your food is 100 obviously well, maybe we'll come back to like the obsessive compulsive thing but um, with myself something kind of similar um, the example that comes to mind was Easter weekend um, cooked up a heap of food we had like um, Hogan's Corner Donuts yeah. Um, <laughs> that's so good. That was that was the hi highlight <laughs> of the day. Um, but like baked potatoes, shredded chicken, sour cream, cheese. Um, my um, Amy's mum makes this like Rocky Road that's basically just melted chocolate with as much lollies as you can fit as possible. Sounds delicious. Um, so there was that, and just like table worth of like Aussie Easter food. Nothing like you get. But it was <laughs> Aussie Easter. When I, was when I hear Aussie Easter food, I just hear, I just think of like cold meat and salad. But yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. So hot cross buns. We might have put hot cross buns in. Um, so what do we have for dinner? Cold meat and salad. I'm like, <laughs> so what I found really interesting was I actually didn't track um, breakfast, lunch. The the event was lunch, and then everyone kind of went home. And we had dinner by ourselves. So the idea was like, well, I'll just make up whatever's left once yeah. once dinner comes. So turned out like my regular dinner that I would have normally had, it ticked me over to hit everything that I needed for the day. Yeah. So it was like I was able to sit at a table with all of that stuff and still fit within my daily requirements. Yeah. And I 100% attest that to consistent tracking. Yeah. And I think obviously what people are kind of, would maybe be expecting us to say is like, well, what about getting obsessed? What about if it becomes like yeah. manic and, and that kind of stuff? Yeah, and I feel like that's just someone trying to find a hole in something. Yeah. It's, it's it, it works, you know? Yeah. It's something like, there's extremes to everything. Yeah. Like you can sit there and be like, oh, how much, how many bowls of water have you drank today? Yeah. Yeah, because drinking too much water yeah. can cause this and yeah. this, this, this and that. And it's like, well, not many people are gonna like get that obsessive with it yeah you know and it's like sure like identify that that is an issue yeah but it's like is that going to be the reason why you don't do it yeah it's like when all of these other people have 
um, you know, got so much success with tracking your food yeah. that those few people that go <clears throat> overboard yeah. is going to be the reason that you don't try. Then it's like, well, you're gonna probably not succeed in many elements of your life because it's like, well, what this person's business failed, yeah. so maybe I shouldn't too because my business might fail as well. Yeah, and it's like, okay, well, you know, I think you know when you've got a problem, and if you yeah. don't, your inner circle will probably identify it. Yeah, um, and so then. I think- Sorry to, to jump in there. I think the danger becomes, and I, I'm thinking about it now, and I've been prescribing like macros and my fitness power for probably three, four years now for a lot of clients. Um, I haven't come across anyone who's been really obsessed with it for maybe more than three weeks because of the education that comes along with it. Oh yeah. So it's like, do you understand that a piece of fruit can vary 20% in calories? Oh, no. So it's like, okay, so if you're 10 calories out at the end of the day, if you know yeah. that, does it really matter? Yeah. Yeah, if yeah. you're five grams of protein over or under, does it really matter? That's where I see yeah, the, the obsession come in. It's the like coaching experience, yeah, okay. You have yeah, to yeah. nail those numbers or else like my head's going to fall off and if I go out for lunch, um, the biggest one I get is like, oh, I went out for lunch and I didn't track because it was too hard. It's like, well, find something that's close enough and you'll get better at it over time. Yeah. Um, and be able to have that as a skill is really important. It's the obsession comes from like, well, I can't track that, I won't eat it. That's where I'm like, I love yeah. it. Well, that's, so I didn't think about that, but that's the coaching experience. And like, I spoke to like one of the guys that I, you know, with their macros and stuff, and they're like, well, I am missing this much as an issue. And I'm like, well, it's kind of an issue from an energy intake standpoint, but I'm like, you know, some of my clients are like, I just don't feel hungry. Yep. Other clients are like, I don't know how to track it. And it's yep. like, look, over time, you being as consistent as possible. It's like, look at it from like a steady line. It's like, if you, you know, just have a little blip on the radar. Yeah. It's like, it's not really significant. We talked about it in the last one, that frequency. But if, if you look at, and it's like the line is not stable, it's up, it's down, it's yeah. this, it's that, it's, you know, and it's like, okay, well, we're starting, you know, one is like, how can you get any any form of maintenance from that? Like, how can yeah. your body adapt to something that's bouncing around all the time? It's like, yeah. well, you're never gonna get anything it's out of it. Work. But yeah. it's like, infrequently it's okay. You know, yeah. learn and over time, it's like if you're within 5%, 10%, someone that tracks their macros, like they're gonna go over in protein sometimes. They're yeah. gonna be under in carbs. Like it's nearly impossible to get them perfect. Perfect. It's yeah. like within 5, 10%. Man. Yeah, well, the, um, we have a, a banter chat with me and myself and my trainers. It's like, it's all, always like, if you actually if get you it, it so perfect, yeah. like within three grams of everything, yeah, it's, it's like, like clocked my fitness yeah, pal today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you clock my fitness pal, good on you. Um, yeah. You won't be able to do that. Yeah, but I reckon I do it once a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think like taking a break, like you'll know if you need one. Yeah. Um, so I I did take a break. I think part of the reason why I lost my shit um, just before I went away was just like everything was just too much. Like work was too busy. Yeah. I was like, I've done this for that long and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, I'll take a break from everything. Um, and coming back, I was like, yeah, cool. I was hungry to know exactly what was going on. So I yeah. guess like if you're in a position where it's like a little bit exhaustive, um, then yeah, take it away, but don't think about it as if it's like, oh, well, if I don't track my food, I can just eat whatever. It's like you have to still right. maintain you some still form apply of the like same rules. food portion and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, yeah definitely. You, you should be building an ability to do it without tracking. Yeah. But you're tracking just to kind of keep Yeah, and your goal dictates it too, I guess. Like if we're gonna go, depending on how far we dive into it, it's like people will sit there and go, oh yeah, ad libitum dieting, you still get shredded, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Well, you can, 
but you have to basically eat you know vegetables lean protein yeah. and low fat foods because it's easier and to just make sure you don't overeat and the same foods every day yeah pretty yeah. much so it's yeah. like you want food variety you want some you know those more palatable foods in your diet yeah. and all that kind of stuff you'd be very surprised at how you know they can really ramp up uh, calorie intake without you even realizing so you need to know exactly what's going into them so yeah, yeah that's my two cents yeah it's a really interesting kind of topic I get that kind of like obsessive element to it but like you said it, it should be self-regulated at the end that's yeah. that's our end goal is the goal is to not have to track and a point you made was um, in terms of your goals always changing if you're just after maintenance so say yeah. you track for a year or you track for two years and you train and you get to the point where you're like going to the gym three days a week um, I'm in a comfortable position in terms of my body fat percentage and my strength and it, it's like a health and fitness thing not what I, the way I kind of describe what we do is like this is our sport this is what we yeah, do yeah. Um, so if you're not like that and you don't really have a goal then I understand if you can from your experience of tracking remove the tracking and know what to eat yeah um, but for me my goals are always changing so it's like I want to keep tracking because what it's been eight weeks since first shoot ten weeks oh not sure something like that and my yeah. carbohydrates have gone from 110 a day to 495 so it's like I have a goal to put on weight right now and get as strong as I possibly can so I have to track every single day to allow myself to yeah. make that change yeah. whereas if I wasn't trying to achieve anything you could kind of just like well that's my set baseline and I can eat like that yeah, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, do we have any others? Oh, we got heaps, man. How many more do we like? Yeah, how many more do we want to do? Let's do one more, and then we'll. Uh, wrap it up. So, I'll bring some of them up. Please hold. Do, 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 do. So Jason's trying to Instagram right now, guys. So this could take a while. <laughs> the tech savvy. Just depends in the room. on like how deep of a like how deep of a. Oh, do we do the the rabbit hole? Do we do the the chronicle defeating one? Or? No, all right. all right. So we have got uh, a few guys that are just too big that we're going to probably have to do full podcast on. So about calves, uh, Let's do the calf one. The calf one? Yeah. What about coming back from injury? All right, do that. All right. So coming back from injury, mindset, and dealing with injury, your experiences and thoughts. So I guess I may as well take this one because I'm fucking broken. The all most the time. injured. No, no, I'm not always broken. I just. Sometimes, yeah. Not so much anymore. No, no. Nothing so there was stops a... you from training anymore. No, so... Um, Talk about your knee. That was... Yeah, so I'll give you a bit of a download um, on what's happened with myself. So I had, I had a knee injury when I was in high school um, and it, didn't, it got misdiagnosed. It stopped me from playing soccer and we kind of spent three, four years trying to work out what it was. Basically lost all uh, passion to play sport. However, like everything, a door closes, a door opens. I started finding the gym. The um, practitioner at the time said, you needed to train your uh, to, strength. Yeah, you needed strength yeah. training to get your muscles up. I started training and I absolutely loved it. So here I am now. So um, I did that, had the operation eventually, ACL, Rico, you name it, had all that. Um, I've also had a shoulder injury uh, where I had to take like three months off training. Um, and I actually had trained seriously for a really long period of time after that. So. It's a very challenging period at home. Um, I have a very patient wife, so shout out to her if she ever listens to this. Um, not a wife at the time, but yeah, so that was a really hard part because I couldn't train and you know, there was this whole like, you know, I can't do what everybody knows I do and there was yeah. a bit of an identity thing there. And yeah. I think like 
one of the things I got as a valuable lesson out of being injured was one that you don't need to train every day to get results. Like, you know, I was in that, like, I need to train all the time or I'm gonna lose my gains and stuff. And I actually took three months off and like, yeah, I got a little bit out of shape, but I didn't actually lose yeah. that much because I trained for so, that much time. That much yeah. time. So um, the other advantage that I would say, or the other thing I, I would encourage you guys to do when you're, when you're injured is think about the things that you can do that have been, you know, sanctioned via your allied health professional. So whether it's your physio or whoever. Yeah. So there's, there's things that, um, there's, there's considerations when you're injured. It's like, sure, we need to take um, you know, stress away from the injured area, you know, make sure it heals itself and all that kind of stuff. But if you completely wrap yourself up in cotton wool and you know, basically you know, put your body in a position where it goes, oh, well, you know, your shoulder's sore, but because we're not training your legs, we'll make your legs weaker too, because yeah. we don't need them anymore. Yeah. You don't need any of this. So it's like, one, I feel like from a progression standpoint, when you come back, if you don't train everything that you can, yeah. it, you're just getting even further back. Yeah. Um, two, it's like, I can't tell you how or why or when, but there is definitely an increased rate of healing from a body that is stronger and fitter. Yeah. You know, like um, one of uh, Dylan's clients, won't name names, uh, had a very serious operation, took a month off. Yeah. Um, they were expecting her to have, oh sorry, they expected to have you know, anywhere up to 12 weeks or yeah. whatever. And she came back to the gym, you know, six weeks. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you're back. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, um, the doctor's yeah. really happy with how everything's going. And I'm like, yeah. well, you can attest that to the fact that you were in shape yeah, before, you, before you left. So. I think it's that as well. It's like, you know, uh, making sure that you can train and um, that you're in good shape beforehand, obviously. And then the other thing from there is like just being patient. Like there's a period where sometimes you've got to, like you've gotten the the go ahead through um, the practitioner yeah. and your trainer and whatever. And there's that period where it's like things don't feel 100%, yeah. but it's like kind of got to push it a little bit. Like, you know, when I was coming back to train with my shoulder, it was like sometimes it did hurt. Like, yeah. But then eventually it's just like, it just, I didn't think about it anymore. Yeah. And, um, but then the other one is probably just doing the exercises that are prescribed. It's yeah, like, the rehab. Um, yeah. you know, they're, they're, ne they're not cool. They're not sexy, yeah. you know, um, they're actually really boring and they're not dramatic and spectacular. Like it's not something like picking something heavy up off the floor. It's yeah. like legit, like maybe just rotating your arm and yeah. depressing your shoulder blade. But it's like, you have to retrain your body yeah. to be in a specific position and to maybe strength up a specific muscle. It's yeah. like, that ain't gonna be very yeah. spectacular guys. And why did it get hurt in the first place? Oh, totally. For more than likely because you weren't doing the unsexy stuff in the first place yeah 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 so it's like if it's a reoccurring thing then you know you need to obviously assess like where you're, where you're getting your treatment done and what you're doing with your training and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff but i would definitely recommend training um through the injury if possible and uh coming out of it you have to take it easy yeah um and you have to be getting some form of regular treatment and rehabilitation and all that kind of yeah. stuff definitely yeah so my faster. my biggest uh, I haven't had a lot of injuries, touch wood. I've been pretty lucky. Um, I did uh, sublax, I guess, or fully dislocate a rib, but it's, a rib's not really a joint, so it was out, I guess, yeah. in quotation marks. Um, basically, you could see a hole in the front of my rib cage and poke a bone in, the, in my back, um, which was really sexy and attractive. Um, <clears throat> so that meant two weeks off for me. And the, the biggest thing for me was like addressing why and what I could do to make sure it didn't happen yeah. again. 
Um, it, it turned out to be something as simple as I bought a new belt, I wore it too frequently at the start, and I got hurt. Now I have that as a lesson, so when I buy, I've just got recently some new lifters as shoes, yep. a dress, okay, only wear them, the top sets, only wear them once a week, then introduce twice a week, blah, 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 blah. Um, if you've got some kind of structural injury that's happened, what we see the disconnect is um, allied health professional, cool, treat the injury, get you back to pre-injured state. Yeah. Pre-injured state got you hurt. Yeah. So let's find what's what? happened, yeah. where the breakdown in the chain was and address that issue. Yeah. So um, shoulder issue, at, I can't actually remember at the time, but what would you have attested that to? Was it lack of shoulder health? Was it technique? Was it, because I know that was around uh, the time I did a, we were still doing bro bench press. Uh, uh, look, to be honest, I boxing. know what happened. I, we did a thoracic uh, exercise yeah. and I reached out into a position. I got told to reach out into a position that I didn't have. Yeah. And I felt the pain in my subscap yeah. area. Yeah. And then the two days later I went to the gym and did a row and yeah. that was and cool. that was it. Yeah. It, like whatever happened there it was just like sharp stabbing pain. Yeah. Um so I basically got forced to meet a profile that I didn't meet. Yeah. And that's kinda where everything kinda went downhill from there. Yeah. Um and then yeah I just did I remember I jumped in on one workout with Reese and uh we just did this like crazy bro workout. Yeah. It was like giant sets and sprinting and this and that and um yeah like that just cooked me like i honestly couldn't put my arm above my head yeah and i actually remember it saying it, this was dumb the workout itself yeah. was just why we're we stupid yeah. um but it was just like all the volume and yeah you know again yeah just um a valuable lesson after yeah. that but, yeah um, so so make sure that you actually learn from the injury um but also so just to cap off for yeah. whoever asked the question basically listen to your allied health professional um, train whatever you can. Yeah. Even though you are injured. Even how small and yeah. how minimal is still it's still advantageous. Yeah. Um, again, listen to your allied health professional with that. How far of you course. can push it. Of course. Um, and then reintroduce movement as soon as you can. Yeah. Take it gradually. Ta taper it up. That's what yep. I was gonna say. There's a transition phase where you've got to back off. Like yep. you know, you're not gonna be able to just go. Oh, how strong can I get in so little time? Yeah. Just break again. Don't accept pre-injured state. Yeah. Um, and go and find out what was the cause of yeah, the injury. Yeah, 100%. Um, that kind of wraps that up. Yeah, definitely. All right, so right. something we didn't do on the last episode was actually talk about the shit that we do and how to find us and all that kind of stuff. We just yep. kind of talked. So yep. um, if you want to find me, it's Ben Scott SC um, or at Ben Scott SC on Instagram. Yep. Um, I believe it's Ben Scott STC Fit Strength Coach on Facebook, which is just my Instagram stuff shared. Yep. I don't actually put any genuine content yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if you want the good stuff it's all kind of on my Instagram story anyway because yeah. I found that you just post pretty shit as your pictures and then yeah. people like it if you post captions people the stories where it so the, the stories where, where people at. actually interact so if you want to see the cool stuff and stories yeah. um, I know Jason's stories I I still log in and watch them every single day pretty entertaining um, so your uh, Instagram so is JG Physiques with an underscore yep uh, just find me on Insta uh, Facebook at Jason Galea. I prefer my personal page is just like my business one. Yeah. I share everything on that page. It's yeah. just easier. Yeah. Uh, I don't really put personal stuff out um, on social media. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, like tune into the story. Like I'm always putting uh, very interesting uh, stories and, and rants and discussions about you know all things challenging uh, people's paradigms and confirmation bias and all that kind of stuff with yeah. regards to training and nutrition and stuff. 
Uh, and then yeah, uh, clients-wise, uh, body composition heavily. So yeah. people who want to you know, lose body fat, increase muscle mass, um, and then yeah, like get strong and, and lift weights in particular, and uh, diet-specific um, stuff too. So you know, learning nutrition, uh, foundations of nutrition as well, yeah. and then like you know, just uh, you know, macronutrient prescribing, a bit of supplement stuff as well. So yeah, yeah that's definitely uh, my my niche. Yeah, if, if we're too scary, um, jump on the STC Fit Facebook Instagram yeah. page and check out all the team um, within the mentorship. Yep. Um, there's there's tons of guys around, shit, 10 clubs now, I think. Yep. Um, yep. So you find be able to find a PT near you. If you wanna get, I guess, more of this t- style of content with longer form, more in depth, STC Fit Learning is where you'll find all that. If you wanna find out more about doing a personal training course, STC Fit Learning, yep. or Instagram just, and Facebook. Yep, either, or just our DMs, um, just slide on in. Um, it always makes me laugh. It gets him every time. <laughs> uh, what else? Five star reviews. Do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, we talked about becoming a good PT. Obviously, we're sitting here with the mentorship that we've created. Um, so you guys may or may not, if you've listened to the earlier podcast, we've got Michael on the other end as well, yeah. who doesn't like to be on camera. Doesn't anymore. like to be on the camera, but pulls the strings because he's so busy doing all yeah. of the admin for all of our yeah, trainers. Makes so. everything tick. Um, yeah. yeah, so the, the mentorships like admin, programming, nutrition, education, business skills, yeah. the whole work. So yeah. if you are looking to be that standout personal trainer in the gym, yeah. maybe you're just getting started, maybe you started but are struggling, um, slide on into the DMs. Yeah. We're happy to have a chat. Definitely. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Sweet. Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, we've we'll see you next day. time, guys. If you've listened for this long, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, see you guys. You later. See you next time.